You're listening to Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast, dedicated to exploring the full potential of human physiology and mind with focus on ancient and modern techniques of self-development. Spend some time with Dr. Nader, who is leading the way in the science of consciousness, and begin your journey to better understanding the relationship of mind and body, consciousness, and physiology right now. In this episode, Dr. Tony Nader speaks at the Better World Fund event at the Cannes Film Festival on the topic of I to We. From the history of Homo sapiens to the future of artificial intelligence, Dr. Nader explains why having a sense of we, of expanding our consciousness outside of our own individuality, is important for the future of society. So I would like to invite Dr. Tony Nader on stage. So I will let you introduce yourself to the audience and uh, uh, share your knowledge, your experience uh, with, uh, with all of us. Um, I must say that personally, I admire your work in the neuroscience space. I follow some of your uh, inner technologies. They are very, very helpful. Uh, thank you for, uh, for your work and um, the floor is all yours. It's a great joy to be here. Thank you to the organizers and particularly for the theme. I and we, which is very important in our reality, not only on the ethical, moral, altruistic level, but actually on an existential level, as well as uh, sustainability is on that level. So I'd like to thank specifically Manuel de la Roche and Joanna Plavsky for the organization and for this wonderful meeting that we all have. I am a medical doctor, uh, trained in neurology and psychiatry, and also have been uh, studying neuroscience. I have a PhD in brain and cognitive science from MIT. I did my neurology at Mass General Hospital in Boston, the US, Harvard Medical School. And I uh, got interested in ways to improve life from these different perspectives and actually connected ultimately the physiology with consciousness and mind and did my research on that working with Maharishi Mahesh Yogi who is the founder of the Transcendental Meditation Program. So the technologies we offer come from thousands of years of experience. It's a technology of consciousness. It's wonderful Tara was here as a specialist in Consciousness also, having spent her life, as she says, uh, studying consciousness. This is wonderful. And really the topic of today in terms of sustainability and I and we is very important. In fact, all the beautiful technologies, discoveries, specific activities that need to be done in order to have not only a sustainable reality, which almost we don't want it only to be sustainable because the way we are today is not so, uh, so inspiring. We actually want a regenerative sustainability, which means we want our activity to improve the situation, not just to keep it sustainable as it is today. And we have the knowledge about it. We heard amazing stories, amazing individuals, 
with amazing thoughts and desires and specific things that need to be done, be it in the environment and international relations and policy making, etc. But the question comes is why don't we do it? Why do human society continue to do the things that they are used to do? And what is the difference between I and we? And so if we want to look at it from a neurophysiological perspective without trying to get too specific because it gets us into considerations that are complicated, I would summarize it just for our own understanding in an oversimplified vision of the nervous system. We can say we have the upper brain and the lower brain. And we have the right brain and the left brain. Again, to all my fellow neuroscientists, is extremely simplified. The brain is much more complicated than that. But for the sake of making a point, the older brain, the lower brain, is our instinctive brain, which comes into action when we want to protect the I. What is my I? And that is something very important because we evolved in the jungle and we had to defend ourselves against all kinds of threats. And when we are under a situation of threat to the I, to the sense of myself, there are mechanisms that are automatically activated that make us either prepare to fight or flight. We all know about the fight or flight response. And therefore, our upper brain, the faculties of thinking, uh, seeing things from a wider perspective, get shunted out and we are there to fight and that is for a very good reason. <laughs> when you are in front of a tiger, it's not the time to think about music and philosophy and creating a better world or fighting for greater ideals. You have to either run or just fight the tiger, otherwise you will not survive. Now, we've moved into a society where this instinct is not so much needed because we've created all the things that we need to protect ourselves from such big threats. And by the way, it's very important to realize that our human evolution happened through actually being able to cooperate with others. If you look at the history of the species from Homo sapiens and Neanderthals and all these kinds of animals, we survived actually because we were cooperating with each other. If you look at the animal life, I mean, how can you fight an elephant or a tiger or, a, or you know, a lion on the bigger side, but on the smaller side also, how can you fight a virus which is imperceptible to you, that can come to you and kill you in, in no time? However, for example, why we were able to evolve as a species and the Neanderthals didn't make it. The studies today show that the Neanderthals had almost a bigger brain and they were actually more intelligent than the Homo sapiens species. The difference was that Homo sapiens learned to cooperate, to work together. So the sense of I extended from one individual to the group. And so when the group is behaving, the group is much more intelligent as a group, much more capable as a group, than 
an individual person. And so this socializing allowed actually the upper parts of the brain to develop, which are the ones that deal with socializing, and we say humans are a social animal, and allowed us to become a stronger species and actually overcome the species conflict and struggle that allowed us to become the present surviving entity on planet Earth. Now, when we have developed tools and mechanisms and all of that, and grown into the sense of communality, we became stronger and stronger. And we see that societies that have a sense of togetherness, that are harmonious within themselves, are much stronger than societies that fight among each other. Today, we have a very important problem. Many problems are happening today in society, and of course, we know one of them is war and conflict. And one of them that we hear discussed a lot is artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is absolutely a wonderful tool, but it literally can obliterate us because we are going to become more and more dependent on artificial intelligence, and when these machines tell us what to do, how can you beat it? If the machine says you should start a certain crop at a certain time, and that is the best way you can do it, when you know the machine has analyzed the weather, the demands of the market, the requirements of the soil, the availability of products, the interest in the market, which for you is almost impossible to analyze, and the machine has said you should start your crop on September so or February or whatever, you cannot say no, it's impossible. And this extends to all kinds of actions that we are doing as humans. And ultimately, we will become subject to that uh, entities, to those entities, and we are running very serious risks. So what can we do about it? What we can do about it is extend the sense of I into including everyone else. So the I to we actually should be make your I bigger, expand your I to include more of people and situations. How do we do that? This is where this ancient technologies of consciousness comes into play. In particular, transcendental meditation, on which we have done extensive research, which allows us to go from the lower brain and extend the possibilities to the upper brain by reducing stress and strain and having literally, not on an intellectual level, not on a belief level, not on an altruistic intention, but literally, allows our brain to develop in such a way that we can see our eye extend to include more than just what is within our skin. And this we know already, you know, when you have a family, your family is yourself, you do it automatically. If you are passionate about your society or your country, you think that your society and your country is you, and that's why people react sometimes violently if the society is attacked or if the values that we have are attacked. And this extension 
can be done in a systematic, simple way. Transcendental meditation is a very simple technique that is practiced morning and evening, about 20 minutes, sitting comfortably in a chair. It doesn't require any change in belief, any change in habits. It's not a philosophy. It's not a religion. It's not a belief system. And literally, it allows the, the brain to expand its possibilities between the front, the back, the right, and the left, creating a more holistic perspective. And we have seen that the people who practice this technique automatically have better behavior, better health, and greater appreciation of each other and, and, and of others, and have a better sense of wholeness, which then allows us to see things from a more expanded perspective so that the benefits are not just for now, but for long term, and not just for one individual, but extending to society and creating better behavior, better society. So I thank you very much and thank again the leaders of the organization. And I want to announce one thing. Uh, we are planning a huge uh, world assembly, which we call World Peace Assembly in Qatar. Uh, we have been welcomed by the government of Qatar. We are expecting uh, tens of thousands of people to come for world peace in which people will practice these technologies of consciousness, and we call them technologies because they're not belief-based, they're actually simple technologies that have been proven to improve individual life, but also have very profound consideration and consequences on society, conflict in society, and decisions that are more life-supporting, more holistic for the individual and society. All the best. Thank you for tuning into Dr. Tony Nader, the podcast. And if you're interested in learning more from Dr. Nader, please follow him on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube.